You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Yuck. I can tell it. I can tell it all the way over here. Mm -hmm. Everything's back. I'm out of the nursery. (laughs) I've got Tim Hortons. It's in a great cup. Speaking of great cups, look at this one that some friends sent me from from Michigan. Amen. Look at that. The beautiful white cup with a big gold M. Why wouldn't you put the devil's brew inside of a devil's cup? So, (laughs) you know, hey, that that fits. I I believe they call this the victor's cup. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, we are recording this. After the game. (laughs) And so uh, even though uh, that team up north had to cheat to beat us before, they did Mm -hmm. not cheat this past week. And uh, what we found out is I changed my position on the rapture. I am now a (laughs) mid-trib. I'm a mid-trib now because obviously our coach is the Antichrist because he had lying and deceiving wonders that he tried to make us think that uh, he was a good game day coach. So he's he's mm-hmm. still yeah. 0-5 against yeah. top five teams. But anybody yeah. that's not a top five, he, he does pretty well. But uh, So yep. Coach Tressel and Coach Meyer were 15-1 and one against Michigan, and our yep. coach is 1-3. and three. Yeah. Well, also, I'd like to note that the Michigan coach was held in chains of darkness <laughs> while that game was being played. He was in the bottomless pit. <laughs> he was. <laughs> He'll be released he out of the bottomless pit <laughs> for the championship game and the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, was, what that, a it mess. It was a good game. Congratulations, yeah, Michigan. Yeah. Good job. I'm an Ohio State fan. Good yeah. job. You I'm nailed Ohio- us. You nailed us. Good yeah. job. I'm an Ohio State fan, but, uh, yeah, that it was a great game. It was a good game. It was close, and uh, you know, a couple, just a couple plays make a difference. No, yeah, our coach made such stupid calls. You know, well, when they unleashed them and let them throw, man, they yeah. moved the ball, zinged it right down, and I thought, good, yeah. he's finally going to do it. And then he went right back, and yeah. you know, to the game. to the non-running game, yep. and yep. and there put the go. handcuffs on his quarterback until yep. he needed him with. 10 seconds ago, you know, I mean. Yeah, right, right. So let me give you my big adventure. Okay. So, this is unbelievable. I still am mystified. So I'm in Ottawa with Jim Shetler preaching a man-up conference. Had a great time. He did a great job. I love Brother Shetler. We're dear friends. So 
I pick him up. I drive from St. Thomas to Toronto, which is about two hours. I pick him up at the Toronto airport. We drive five hours to Ottawa together. Wow. We preach Friday night and Saturday. We get in the car. We drive to Simcoe, my hometown, which is about six and a half hours. We drove straight there. So we get in about eight o'clock at night. I drop him in the hotel. I pick him up um, Sunday morning, take him to church. Um, I preached the first service. They had a Remembrance Day service. I preached that. Everything went really well. Uh, Sunday morning, he preached. So after the morning service, I take my Bible and my iPad that I've had both of those for many, many, many years. Um, my last 10, 15 messages I've written on the iPad, uh, all kinds of stuff on there. I run out to my car and I, because of some comments made, I put my Bible and my iPad in the car I put on my Captain Canada jacket. I run back in the auditorium, shake some hands, yuck it up. I go back to my car. I put my Captain Canada jacket away. I drive to some friend's house for lunch. I drive back to the church for Sunday night. I get in the church. I realize I don't have my Bible. I thought, oh, man, it's too late. I don't want to run to the car. I'll just use my phone. So I go through the service. I get Brother Shetler. We get in the car. We drive to Buffalo because we're both flying out Monday. I get in the airport in Buffalo. And I pick up my bag and I realize I don't have my iPad. I don't have my Bible. So I call, I call the young man that drove us to the airport. And I said, Hey man, could you check my car, get my iPad, my Bible, run it back out here. I got time. He goes, okay. He calls me back. I can't find it. I said, it's in there. It's in there. I can't find it. I cannot find it. I go to find my iPad. It's not registering. It's not coming up at all. I'm like, where is that thing? I know it's in that car. He said, I'll tear it apart. He tore the car apart. Could not find the iPad. So now I have no Bible. Oh, I have no iPad. man. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I, I'm heading to Florida. I've got a couple days together with my family. I had, the, I had the young man's mother go out and search my car. Could not find it. I called Simcoe. They said, we checked the security tapes. You carried the Bible and the phone out on Sunday morning. We see you doing it. Sunday night you come in. You don't have them. Mm. I said, could you please check the church? They scoured the church, couldn't find it. Um, they said, it's got to be in your car. You carried it out. We see you carrying it out. I asked the pastor, would you go out and see if maybe I left it on the top of my car and drove away? Not in the ditch. Searched the ditch, couldn't find it. I, I called the house where I went. I called the only stop we made on the way to Buffalo was a subway to get a sandwich. No, we didn't find it. Oh, here. man. I still have not found it. I do not know where that thing is. So I had to go out and buy a new iPad. I'm using that today. And uh, I've had to go get another Bible. And i got to start over. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I save 95% of my messages in a Dropbox so that I've got them always. But I've had some problems of late, you know, getting Wi-Fi and stuff. And so I thought, I'll just keep them. I'll just keep these brand new fresh ones yeah, that on I've just written iPad. that I love on the iPad. Yes. Gaudi. Yes. Oh, man, I'm telling you. I'm sick. So, oh, that's rough. Here we go. And the other thing is I keep I keep a list of where I preach. Um, I've been keeping that on Dropbox as well, but the last five or six places I went, I left it on my iPad. So I have to go back and try to remember what I preached at those five or six churches so I never preach them there again. Yeah, exactly. So that I just got to preach brand new messages from here on out and never preach an old one. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... That's my adventure, and uh, let's all pray together that somehow, mystically, we find it. Um, if nothing else, just to get those last few messages. Exactly. <laughs> I've reached. 
unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. So I, I can't figure it out. I just, I don't know. And I've gone through the van, I, my car. I cannot find it. I don't know. I can't imagine. And, and, and here's the other thing. I had a backup Bible in my car. It's gone too. So I don't know if somebody <laughs> stole them, but my computer was in there. Nobody took that. My Captain Canada jacket was in there. Nobody took that. Hmm. Unbelievable. Of course, it only fits one man. Oh, yeah. There you one. go. Yeah, that's what it is. So one adventure. So, hey, I got to go out and see my boy, Nate. Got to go to Nevada and spend a little time with Nate and met his girlfriend, which I believe will become his fiance in the future. Uh, so Don't announce it. They're going to listen. Oh, no, he ain't listening. <laughs> he ain't listening. <laughs> no, yeah, they're they're talking that way. So it was really good. We hadn't seen Nate for almost a year, so that was really nice to be reunited. That's and awesome. Spend some time and go to church together, and yeah, it was nice. So good. What about you? What's new and exciting? Yeah, I just you guys did a great job uh, normal week, couple of weeks. I resigned my church. I took a church oh, yeah. in Florida. Had a car oh, accident. Nice. Is very severe. Had uh, reconstructive wow. facial surgery. I won the lottery. Mm. Then I had to declare bankruptcy. I shot our dog. Normal. Nothing really much wow. happened. So just another. Yeah, wow. Just another couple wow. of weeks. So. So you went to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, the reconstructive surgery, mm, <laughs> I want to get your money back on that one. <laughs> yeah, people keep calling me Brad. Before. People keep calling me Brad Pitt now. <laughs> no, they call you Armpit. Armpit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you back, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Unbelievable. Well, should we move on and get some work done today? We've wasted almost 10 minutes just goofing off. Yeah, well, I if you noticed by last week, I don't look at timers. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I was going to say. The one on Christian school went 30-something minutes. I went, oh, Al I would know. be very upset. See, I'm I'm the restrainer here. I am the restraint. There you go. Um yeah, I, I have to because I could very easily go away. Yeah, long. well, I'm, you guys I'm, did a great job. I'm preaching on uh, what's next on Sunday nights, mm. you know, the rapture. What's yeah. next after the rapture? What's yeah. next after that? What's next after that? And, you know, so uh, uh, you are like the Holy Spirit who is restraining everything. And whenever yes. I do it, whenever I do a podcast without you, hands off and yep. we just go berserk. It's just the unholy spirit. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Denise did a great job. She, yes. could, she could really carry that all by herself. She did a great job. Oh, She's yeah, a good speaker. She really I, did. I enjoy listening to her. Our wives are awesome. Both of them can really speak well. Um, I yes, thought can. that I thought Brother Covey did a great job. Uh, Absolutely. Experiences. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. I just would like to put a little caveat here that um, I did not choose to do that interview by myself. Um, you were not available to do that when we were doing it. It was yes, a very I, limited window. I will yeah, give you I, that. I remember the non-call I got. Oh, I texted you, but you said, no, I can't do it. I know. Yeah. So there you go. It just, it just sounded don't... better. It sounded better. People yeah. had more pity on me if I if I lied and said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spoken like the true and holy spirit that you are. Right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Here's an, here's another thing. You, you may hear the odd cough in in this podcast, maybe even this week. I've been coughing since November 9th. Well, I can tell the I, nose thing. You got a cold. Yeah, I'm I'm a little plugged up. Yeah, a little. Yeah, you're out looking for your that's iPad. Flying. That's what it is. <laughs> you're out in the weather looking oh. for your iPad. I got to tell you, I I went out to Brother Carpenter's. I was. I was exhausted. I mean, I just, I knew I was tired. I was pushing myself. I got sick and I have been coughing ever since. And uh, I talked to a friend of mine in Simcoe and he goes, yeah, I've had a cough for six weeks. I've been, I've been right around five, six weeks coughing my head off. I ju- I'm just feeling better as of yesterday. Today, I feel much better, but wow, it's been a rough, been a rough few weeks. So yeah. Yeah. You, you don't wow. look good as a friend. You yeah, don't look good. I know. So I got yeah, to do my job and sharpen your countenance. So. Please, please. I'll get one of those facial reconstruction jobs. That's what I'll do. <laughs> All right. Let's take on this topic. Somebody, yes. Some, somebody just got hold of me. In fact, I just got it last night. A young preacher contacted me and said, I feel like I've lost the fire in my preaching. I feel like I've lost the passion to preach. I feel like I'm just going through the motions. He said, during COVID... Um, you know, having to, you know, change and move and adjust and all that. He said it it, it gave kind of an excitement to the preaching. It, you just never knew what was going to happen from week to week and where and how and all that kind of stuff. He said, now we've kind of fit into the routine of church, and I just feel like my preaching is not what it was or should be. I don't feel like my people are responding. Uh, that kind of conversation and I thought, you know what? He's not alone in that. And I don't know, I'll ask you, but there have been times in my ministry where, you know, I, I felt like I'm just kind of going through the motions. I'm kind of preaching. I don't really have the passion that I want. There weren't many times like that, to be honest, but there were a few times where I thought, you know what? I just, I just don't have the zip that maybe I used to have or want to have. Have you gone through times like that in your ministry? Oh, absolutely, because we're we're human beings, and we're always fighting the world, the flesh, and the devil. And so right. uh, we're unless we are, you know, really properly prepared, it's easy to do that. Yeah, yeah. I I found too uh, in our conversation we talked about you know preaching, and he said you know tell me tell me what you did for preaching. How did you prepare? What did you do? So here's here's a difference that I find. I I found that in the early days of my ministry, I man I didn't have a lot of time to prepare. To be honest, I just didn't. I was I was knocking doors, inviting people, winning people, discipling people, and then if I had any time to study, I mean it was precious time. I was really I was staying up late. I was getting up early. Whatever. Here's, here's part of the difference. I didn't have an iPad. I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have, in the early days, um, really a computer. Uh, I didn't have, uh, you know, uh, study light. I didn't have, um, you know, all the digital concordances. I had books, and I had to open a book and read the book and mark the book and write down notes and find another book and study. And, man, that took forever. And we have young men today that have the Bible at their fingertips. They have a concordance at their fingertips. They've got Google. They've got resource. They've got illustrations, all that. And many of them are taking the time to study and spending great deals of time in study. 
And I'm afraid that many of our preachers have become professional preachers and are missing maybe some of the passion and maybe some of the urgency and some of the in the moment times of preaching. And I think that may be part of what's missing in some preachers today. And I do hear it from, you know, more than just one preacher that they're struggling and and that people are not absorbing the preaching maybe the way they used to. Some some of the things I've seen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Overall, I think that that uh, you know this is an issue. I, I really do. I think that it's a real issue in these days that we're in. I think that part of the problem is we're relying on resources rather than the voice of God. We're relying on a program rather than a movement of the Holy Spirit. I believe we are saying we'll get in the book and we'll study a passage and we'll study it for two years and we'll bleed everything we can out of it, which is great, which is good. But after a while, I think you just get into a rut of here we go again. And, you know, it's the same thing, only different. That's my personal opinion. I I just watched a message, a couple of messages from my father-in-law, because I used him as an example with this young preacher. He got up and just opened the Bible. He was prepared. He had studied. He tore it up. And I'm telling you, everything he said was exactly what I'm seeing today and hearing today, and that was back in 1980. I, I just think we need to get on fire again in the preaching of the Word of God. Well, we've mentioned it here, you know, about uh, I don't know if people can handle hard preaching. People need hard preaching. You know, I mean, uh, uh, that's preaching is preaching. Whether it's hard, whether it's soft, you know, it's got to be spirit-filled. There, there needs to be a passion about what we're doing. You know, the prophet said that I will speak no more in his name. And yet his word was like a fire in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. You know, he had to preach. It just, it was a fire inside of him. If if I don't preach, I mean, I'm just, I'm pacing. I'm I'm, I'm physically, uh, you know, just feeling like, I got to do something. I, 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 I need to do something. If I'm not preaching, when we have revival, something like that, that's good. Missions conference, I'm not speaking and I'm getting preached to, good. But I can't wait to get back up there and preach myself. You know, and, and so, yeah. you know, if there is a, if there is any passion at all, and 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 of course the passion comes from God. You know, He's the one who called us, and I could not believe the privilege of being called to preach and i don't ever want to get over that yeah here's another thing i see too is that i i've now been in three or four services in independent baptist churches and i was in a church um yeah it was independent baptist it was it was definitely not our flair of independent baptist but no invitation thank you for coming if you want to speak to me I'll be here at the front of the church, uh, bow your head, make a decision, and if you want to talk to me about it, I'll be at the back of the church. 
many, many times now, three, four times in, in the last little bit. And people saying, we never see people come forward here. People don't come forward. People don't make decisions here. Um, they might make them in their heart, but we're not seeing open decision. There's no call to decision. There's no press for decision. And I think that's part of it. I think, I think people are just coming to get information and they're leaving with good information. But there's no call to exercise that. And that, that troubles me. And I think, I think that's affecting our churches. I know it is. I'm, I, I know it is. I think that's part of it. Yeah, well, uh, if, if you don't expect results, you're not going to do things to encourage results. And I think a lot of pastors have gotten to the point. I know I had to fight the feeling. I mean, we always give an invitation, but, you know, I had to fight the feeling of, eh, why bother? You know, no, nobody's yeah. hardly paid attention. And so whenever right. I look and say what the issue is, the issue I always start with is me. You know, mm-hmm. was I yeah. passionate? Was I, you know, the old phrase, you know, light yourself on fire and people will come just to watch you burn? You know, I mean, right. it, it's just, it, am I passionate? And am I consumed with with the messages? And, of course, you know, I, on Sunday nights, preaching on prophecy you know i'm, I'm not going to be okay all of you that were wanting to get the mark of the beast you need to hit the altar you know so you understand some messages or some right some times are a little bit different but still man i get convicted i mean we're gonna we're going up and people that have heard the gospel before they will not receive christ if they are alive in the rapture and they've heard the gospel, God is going to send a strong delusion. They will believe a lie. They are eternally damned. So what am I going yeah. to do about it now? And I've literally yeah. had people, not nobody here in our church, but years back, I've literally had somebody say, well, then maybe we shouldn't give anybody the gospel because if the rapture happens, you know, then maybe wow. they can still hear the gospel. And it's like, you, wow. you got to be kidding that we do it because it's a command of the Lord. So, but right. anyway, uh, you know, but, but other services, yeah, there's times that, that it's a dry altar and man, I just start, uh, you know, fasting, praying and examining myself. Am I, you know, the hindrance, am I the one that is, uh, you know, just, just somehow not being used as a tool of the Lord and, making sure that that i get lit on fire yeah yeah and, and i i want to say that people coming to the altar is not the end-all test of whether it was a great message no it's not the end-all test of whether the holy spirit was there and moving but it definitely it definitely was an indication and i i am just not seeing people moving and responding to the preaching like we have seen in the past and i have to ask is, is it the holy spirit is it our people is it the preaching? What is it? Well, the Holy Spirit doesn't change. Right. And people are still people that need the preaching of the Word of God. I, I've got to think that our preaching has changed somehow, some way, and that it is not as perhaps effective or maybe not as pointed or maybe as convicting as it could be. And so I've got to ask that question in the in the preacher and of the preacher. Um. What I've had to wrestle with, and so I can't speak for anybody else, but what I have had to wrestle with uh, 
and uh, is post COVID when yep. people did not come back to church. Now our churches weren't closed very long at all. Our church wasn't, you know, right. uh, eight. 10 weeks maybe tops i can't remember but uh, once we realized oh my goodness this is not what it's you know said to be so we came back and just wanted to be wise uh but yet um i think to be honest my preaching changed some just because i was glad people are coming back to church and yep. i don't want to lose any more and um so I had to I had to do some some reckoning with the Lord and and get back to what I really should be, and so I think that there may be you know any time a church goes through some kind of this sounds stupid some kind of spiritual convulsion, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. you know you got yeah. some kind of turmoil that sort of shakes the Trauma. body mm-hmm. uh, of yeah. whatever it may be. It could be a teenager in an auto accident. It could be whatever it is. Um, we we get tentative as a pastor. The normal thing to do is to get tentative. You want to comfort, but we still got to go on and and serve the Lord. And so sometimes any any kind of turmoil that hits us of whatever it may be, a staff shakeup or anything, the potential there is to tread lightly instead of walk boldly in the pulpit. Right, right. And I think that's exactly where we are at. And I think it's time to shake our heads and shake that off and get moving on. And we're going to talk about that on Wednesday because I've allowed us to go 25 minutes just because Oh, my we're goodness, I'm out here. Just and because Jerry Lewis keeps messing up. Goodness gracious. That's right. See you, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, when I got a lot to say on this one. Right, like a big yeah, pizza like a big pie. pizza. Yeah, that's that's a more Alstone. <laughs> that means we got no more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna be back Wednesday. Tune in this week. I got a lot to say about this. I'm fired up about this one. I got, I've got some opinion on this one. I, I don't know yeah, if I got well, a lot of Bible. Don't get mad but I got at me. Opinion. What are you mad at me for? Because <laughs> you're, you're the only one listening. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I'm Al Stone. I'm home for a day and a half, and I'm headed to, where am I going? I'm going to Ohio. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be down by you. I'll be by you. Yeah. I'm coming in Friday, and I'm leaving Monday. Oh, I'll be great. down at Brother Van Amon's. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. The, yes, I'll see you. The ya. moving. Man, I'll see you. I don't know. I'm, I'm only there for a short hit, so... I don't know. I hope so. It's 45 minutes away. Well, I know, but I'm coming in Friday night and leaving Monday morning. Oh, well, I'll, I'll greet you at the airport. Okay. Maybe I can stay an extra hour and we can do a Tim Talks <laughs> Live. <laughs> I'm driving. I'm driving. Stay away from the airport. I'm driving. Oh, you're driving. I'm Al Stone. In and out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm Al Stone. I am praying for the people of Israel. I am sick and tired Amen. of the Palestinian marches going on in the States Yep. Um, around this world, I am so tired of it. I I'm asking God's blessing on Israel, as the Bible tells us to. I don't hate Palestinians. I don't hate anyone. I I just don't. Yes, you do. I just don't. You're think independent Baptist. Are, well, you hate everybody. 
That's true. why I'm not That's a fundamentalist. True. You're a fundamentalist. You hate no, everybody. No, I'm not. No, I'm not a fun, <laughs> not a fundamentalist. No, I'm just an independent Baptist. But uh, yeah, this is Al Stone, and I'm I got a burn to my saddle. You be here Wednesday. Get ready. It's coming. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Thank you so much for listening to us. Please make sure you give us a uh, rating, a review, and especially subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. This is Tim Talks. We're going to be back on Wednesday. Join us. We can't wait. It's good to be, good to be back with you, Brother Wolven. Yeah, back good in to be sync back again. with you, too. And uh, I look forward to Wednesday. This is Tim Talks. Have a great day. Eh? We'll see you Wednesday. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.